But then after you look at those jobs that went great, you're going to have to look at some of the ones that were stinky, like wah, wah. Welcome to the Million Dollar Landscaper Podcast. We're your hosts, Scott and Katie Mulchan, and we make it easy to start working on, not just in your landscaping business. We're a real couple that helped grow our family business to well over a million dollars in revenue. And now we help other landscaping business owners just like you to do the same. Are you ready to build your business? Let's get started. Welcome back to Million Dollar Landscaper Podcast. Now, over the past few weeks, I've been really diving in with a lot of the caddy members and digging into the numbers and helping them understand what's their true cost for their employees, what equipment's really costing them, and how to create an overhead budget. And the reason why they're doing this is because they want to know what they need to charge or set up what they need to charge for clients this coming season. And the caddy members have been going through this, have been awesome at it. They've been really diving in and doing a lot of work. And it's paying off. They're getting their prices all set up for next year. And I just want to let everybody know that that's one of the things we have inside of our academy. We have a coaching available for you, one-on-one coaching. And, you know, if you're really struggling with understanding your numbers and not sure what to charge, check out the academy. I'm not trying to make this a sales pitch, but I mean, it is. People well, it is, need but help. that's why we have these coaching calls is mm-hmm. because people don't understand. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like that ties into today's episode. Today's episode mm-hmm. is just kind of redefining failure and embracing that a little bit mm-hmm. because it's perfectly understandable. This isn't like something you learn at school or no, that you would no. learn anywhere. So mm-hmm. it's totally okay. And that's why the academy, um, you can just join and learn on your own mm-hmm. and just have group coaching. The group coaching comes in the form of question and answer sessions with Scott, or you can have that more one-on-one coaching if you Mm. need it. It's really up to you. So there's two tiers in there. So if you're like, you know, learn on your own and I'll get it figured out type of person, that's perfectly okay. The courses are in there. But if you do need that help, that's okay. Also, um, we we really have that because we don't want anybody to get hung up or stuck Mm -hmm. just because they are afraid to ask questions. We're not those people that are going to be like, well, why do you have a business if you don't know this? Yeah. <laughs> that, no, that's not the point. We're like, no, we want you to know yes. this because we want your business to succeed. Mm-hmm. This is one thing I've been telling people too. You have to do this every single year. You have to look at your numbers and plan budget and do this every single year. You get a new piece of equipment, you need to figure out what it costs. You add new people or you think you're going to have to get raises this year. You need to think about all this stuff and, and plan out your season for this. Yeah, uh, we have a free download right mm-hmm. now that's planning your 2022 season. That'll be linked up in show notes. It's mm-hmm. all over our social media. You can find it anywhere. Because in the past couple of weeks, all these live that Scott's been doing like on Facebook and on YouTube, all that is coming from these questions mm-hmm. that our Academy members have. We figure if this is what they're struggling with, then other people probably are as well. So we're doing the best we can to get, you know, a lot of information out there to help you guys just from what we're learning from the Academy members. Yeah. And if you're interested in that download, if you're listening on the podcast, it's milliondollarlandscaper.com forward slash 2022 guide. Yeah, it's a great place to start. So and that kind of leads into today's podcast episode because Scott has been doing all of these lives. He talks about going back and looking at the jobs that you did last year. First, you have them look at jobs that went really well. Yep. And then you have them look at jobs that were maybe a little stinky. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's okay. Once again, it happens. But that's why we are making this episode today that is kind of like redefining failure. So we're not trying to shame you. You don't look through those to like feel bad about mm-hmm. yourself. So we're just gonna, after we have a quick little bit from our sponsors here real quick, we really want to take a deeper dive into just kind of redefining what failure is and how you look at it. Yep. So we'll be right back. 
All right, we talked about how Scott's been doing all these YouTube lives that are based off of what he's been learning from when he's been having one-on-one coaching sessions with Academy members. And one of the things he's been having everybody doing is going back and looking at jobs that were great. First, -hmm. you look at the ones that were great, because that's awesome. You're like, okay, I want to look at this and understand what happened to make this great and do more of that. But then after you look at those jobs that went great, you're going to have to look at some of the ones that were stinky, like what (laughs) happened? Because you can't just look at the ones that went well. There is a lot to learn from these failures. And we want you to look at these air quotes failures just in a little bit of a different way. Um, Because I know that in the past, I'm definitely one of those people that maybe had a little bit of a hard time with failure. Like I would take it pretty hard if I did something wrong or if somebody's like said, you know, that's not right. Because, you know, I'm a decently intelligent person, have always been, you know, pretty successful at everything I've tried. And so then when something didn't go well, like I just, I didn't always take it very well. But now, you know, I've got a few years on me now and I've been around the block a few times. Uh, I look at failure a little bit differently. I really look at it as a way to kind of close that gap between whatever my knowledge is right now, like whatever I know right now and whatever my future goal is. And I think, too, it's just like you said, it it is part of it just kind of growing up and it's not taking it personal. Like that's one of the big things is don't take it hard on yourself. Right. We I mean, we have teenage sons. And so people taking things really personally is like in our life every day. They get mad about everything. We're like, no, you're you're so triggered. Stop getting so mad. But, you know, so so some of that just comes with time. But I know even adults that don't take failure very well. Mm -hmm. And so. I just don't want people to be afraid of it because we talked about goals a few episodes back and we talked about how I really encourage people to set big, hairy, scary, monstrous goals because the point isn't always to achieve the goal. It's just to learn the lessons on the way to the goal Mm -hmm. because then you may surprise yourself. You may do better than you even ever thought solely because you weren't too scared to set a big, scary goal. Yeah. You may even get beyond what you originally, you know, like your main goal was, you know, if Exactly, because you're challenging yourself. You're, you're putting it on yourself. But a lot of people are afraid to set that big, scary goal because they get like anxious and like worried because just once again, it's that failure. And one of the things that got me to think about this in a little bit of a different way, too, is um, I'm reading this book called The Gap and the Gain. It's by Dan Sullivan and Dr. Benjamin Hardy. And in that book, they talk about the American school system. And I had heard like kind of different iterations of this before. I mean, and I don't know the specifics, but I'm going to just read part of what was in the book for you because it it really makes you think. So in the book, they talk about um, Seth Godin. I don't know if anyone's heard of him. He's an American author. He's got like marketing books, all kinds of books. All kinds of stuff, yeah. Yes. So him and others have explained that the public education was actually invented in 1918 and it was to get kids out of working in factories. Because back then, kids even as young as like seven could do some really grueling factory work. So this education system was designed to train kids to be, you know, better, more obedient, more productive, and, you know, just submissive workers in the future. So the goal of the education system wasn't for kids to become leaders or creative thought leaders or anything like that. It was to become people who did what they were told and were always looking for the right answer, like this is right and this is wrong. And they never were really taught to think for themselves. And a direct quote from Godin is, our current system of teaching kids to sit in straight rows and obey instructions isn't a coincidence. It was an investment in our economic future. The plan, trade short-term child labor wages for long-term productivity by giving kids a head start in doing uh, what they're told. So really think about this. Like, no wonder we're all terrified to fail because we were all brought up in this educational system 
where you're taught to just like cram information in and learn it and then just regurgitate it out on an exam. <laughs> and then you're measured against standards like state standards, educational standards of the other, the other kids in the class. And that is what's telling you how smart you are. Because then you're taught, you know, that success is going to look like this nice little path. Like if you learn everything and you're air quotes smart because you learned all this, did what you were told and then barfed that information back out and did well on a test, that you'll do well. And then if you don't do that, that you're an absolute failure. Well, it's kind of like, you know, you get told to, well, we were, go to high school, go to college and then get a steady job and then you're, you know, be good to go. Oh, and, that was completely yeah. ingrained to us. Yes. yes. Like, yeah, if you don't just graduate and then mm-hmm. get that degree and then get a job and work there for 30 years with a pension until you die, that like that we were told that's the path to success. Yep. Let me tell you what, <laughs> hasn't really turned out to be true. The world is changing. Things yep. are different. Right. <laughs> and people, uh, you know, the kids in school, sometimes they're, you know, they were, I mean, we're a little bit older. It might be different now, but like you're conditioned away from coming up with your own answers and your mm-hmm. own way of doing things. And learning how to self-correct along the way. Because, um, I mean, just a little side note. I see this in our son. Our older son, he struggles in math at school. He's not very good at just learning what they you know, are pounding in your head, barfing it out on the test and doing it. But you know what he can do? He can go get the pile of scrap metal that is at the shop. He can dig through that pile of garbage and weld together a trailer that he pulls behind <laughs> this little lawnmower that him and his buddy have. It's actually like pretty steady and his welds are really good. All the angles line up. It's not sloppy at all. It's a, you know, it's a nice looking trailer. It's pretty structurally sound and he can just like do that. And that's a lot of math. But do you think that was ever on a test? And I really wish they could teach in ways that would more utilize skills that the kids have. Like if he could be in a, in an environment where he's learning math in a form that he understands, it would be a lot better. Anyway, that's just a sidebar on my thoughts on, (laughs) on education as well. So anyway, I just want everybody to look at these failures in a different way. Um, we're just going to take the regular way of looking at failure, which is take it and just like throw it in the garbage. Because I've talked to our son about this as well. I think failing is more of just doing something and not getting the results that you expected. Let's just, let's take it that. Like you did an action, a result happened, but it wasn't what you wanted. And so when you look at it more like that, it's not like, oh, I'm good or bad. You're not assigning any like personal like thoughts or values on it. It's just this is just what happened because we're all trained to be afraid of like not getting what you want or not getting what you expected. Back to the school example, you're taught that if you, you know, if you do what you should do and study and get the work, then you should get an A. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And if you don't think do these things, you're going to get the bad grade, you know, the F. You know, well, for some of us, it was even a bad if you got a B or a C. So if we bring this idea into business, then it's like, this is why that idea is out there that like, if I just work hard and do great work and do more landscaping, then I'm going to succeed. I'm going to get the A, the profits. Well, guess what? How's that? You know, (laughs) it doesn't always work out, but that's what everybody thinks. Yeah. Oh, we absolutely fell into the same trap. Oh, it's just work, work, work. Get more jobs and then because you're taught next. that that is what's going <laughs> to that's where the success is going to come from. So then if you do all of these things, like if you do the right things and you don't get the A or the profits, then you get all caught up in what that means. Like, oh, you know, I'm stupid. Why did I even start my own business? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, it's, it's real easy to kind of get down into like a real negative spiral. So like I said, we're just going to take that all and we're just going to like, we're going to just put that all in the garbage <laughs> and we're gonna, we're going to just going to have a new outlook on anything you do that you would consider like to be a failure. So as you're going after these goals for 2022 and you're doing something and you don't get the result you want instead of this like, oh my gosh, we're awful. This is terrible. I just want you to 
look at it as success in disguise a little bit. <laughs> it's success wearing this little ugly failure costume. So all you have to do is take off that little costume and like look for the success that's underneath. Another way that I like to look at this is you go into just full on Vulcan mode. I don't know if any of you all grew <laughs> up watching Star Trek. I did the original series and Star Trek The Next Generation with my dad. Anyway, you have to kind of get in Dr. Spock, like Vulcan mode. Vulcans, they're known for being like very logical. They live by like logic and reason. They don't get into like their emotions. They don't interfere with what they're doing. I know Scott's just staring at I, me. Scott's like, I do not watch Star no. Trek. Never did. We had different parents. But anyway, so you just go into this Vulcan mode where whatever happened, it's not a failure. It's just data. It's information. So what can you extract from this information? It's not a failure. It's just information. So how can I look at what happened at this data and then make better decisions about it? How can I take a better action in the future? Like, don't get into your emotions of, oh, I failed. It's like, okay, I took an action. I didn't get the result that I expected. How can I just look at that for the future? Is this uh, is this all making sense for any oh, yeah, Scott, no, like I, the non-Star Trek people yeah, out there? I understand where you're coming from. And it's, <laughs> oh. it's definitely true. You have to look at it in a different manner than just that you failed. Like, yeah, to goes, just take the, take the it. emotions out of it. Yep. This is strictly information. This is data. How can I look at this? How can I interpret this? Like, what is the success? What's the, what's the win that is in there? And I, I go back to how you mentioned our son. And he gets so mad, like, you know, he gets a bad grade. And of course, we get on him about stuff. And well, he's and like, I mostly I just, get on him because it's because he didn't even try or study. Well, there, there's I digress, that. But there's go that. Ahead. But then he goes, <laughs> I'm just dumb. And he gets this mindset that I'm just dumb. I can't do this. Oh, you're right. Of, That's his instant answer absolutely. every time is I'm an idiot. I'm no, stupid. you're not. And trying to explain to him, you look at what you And we, we, we refer back to him like welding and doing all these other great things he does. But he gets in this mindset, and I see this in other landscapers too. And you know, I'm not saying you have a mind of a 16 year old, but we do get stuck that way. My dad would be that way. When I would yes. come to him and say, This didn't go well, here's the problem. And I see, like, you know, you didn't do this. We should have given us this information. You just didn't give us this, inf this information we needed to get the job done. And he would get so mad and so frustrated. And, well, you guys didn't do this. Well, you didn't prepare us for the job because you didn't give us all the material. Right. You couldn't succeed because you weren't given the tools Correct. you needed to succeed. And he gets so defensive. And the same thing with our son. Would same thing. You know, just get defensive. Well, you can't do that. You have to look at it in a different manner, like you're saying. Right. So when Scott tells people to drag out this old paperwork from the year and find that job that you're like, whoa, we really lost our mm -hmm. butt on this one. You know, there's a reason. It's not just to be make you feel bad about yourself. Yeah. Nope. Dig it out. Look at it. What didn't go right? Did you not put enough man hours into it? Did your people fiddle around? Maybe they did. Yep. Maybe it rained for two weeks straight. But find the success in there. Just use it as information to make better decisions in the future, I guess. Oh, yeah. No, and it goes, like I said, with my dad, for the example, early on, if you've heard us talk about, you know, one of the first things I did to really, like, get our systems in place was adding the, the equipment list, mm -hmm. what we needed to do. That's because my father wasn't giving us all the tool list and, and materials that list that we needed to get going in the morning, which causes to take longer to get ready because we're asking for him. So we had to take a different mindset of, okay, well, I took it upon myself to make this list mm -hmm. and made him fill it out every morning right. to be able to do it. And yes, he got defensive about it, but you have to take a deeper dive. We'll go step back. Why? Ask why, why, why? Mm -hmm. And this is the same thing we do when this planning guide is looking at, like you said, look at the jobs. Right. Okay. This job, we didn't make any profit. Okay. Why? Why? Well, is it because I didn't? We didn't make any money. Okay, why? Why didn't you make money? Well, is it because the guys didn't have the stuff they needed? 
was it lack of training, lack of there, equipment? Yeah, it's easy know. just to blame your crews, but there's any infinite number yeah. of reasons what went wrong. Maybe you didn't put enough hours in the estimate. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like I said, maybe they did fiddle around. Who knows? Maybe they just weren't trained. And so what you thought was fiddling around was just them standing there because they didn't know what to do next. Maybe mm-hmm. they weren't given the information that they needed to keep the job running smooth. So yep. just like you said, why? Why? Yep. Just yeah. dig, dig, dig. Absolutely. And that's... Maybe you, you know, need to get better at production hours. Maybe your production hours weren't off. Who knows? Yeah, yeah there's just a lot of things that you need to look at. And it's just that's not to you know make you feel bad or make your team feel bad. It's just whatever it is, you need to figure out what the problem is and then okay, how we're going to go from here, you know, move forward and how we're going to repair it and and fix it. So it doesn't happen again. Yeah. Find the successes in your failures. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. I figured out what went wrong. Instead of just beating yourself up, just be grateful that you found that and be like, oh, this is amazing. I can now use this to make better decisions for 2022. I can set myself up better for the next time. You should be doing this kind of almost after every single job. This is where you should and be we, doing your job. We realize costing. that can get a little hard during the busy season. Yeah. But it, at least be doing it more often than never. Yeah, absolutely. You know, <laughs> even I, if you do one a month. We have some people in the academy, and uh, <laughs> you know that I understand. You know, it's only them, and you know, maybe a couple other people, and they don't have time to you know do the job costing. But if you have time, to, you know, make a few hours I a would, week and just kind of do look I'd at a couple set aside, jobs. Yeah, a couple hours every week yep. to at least look at a one or two. Mm-hmm. Because then you can look at, you know, okay, and well, I, I guess I keep having the same issue. Okay, maybe I just need to bump up my production hours or man hours mm-hmm. for the next estimate yeah. that I'm doing. Pick one job that yeah. week that went well and look and take one that stunk. Yeah. Look at the two or, and look at the difference. Yeah. Or start working on your, t- you know, training your team better on certain aspects or whatever it is. Or pull them in a meeting and say, hey, this is what happened in this this job. Where did we go wrong? Get them involved, you know. Right. So there's a lot of different things you need to do, but you do, it is very important to look at what didn't go so well and just improve on it. Yeah. So I think the big takeaway from this is to just train yourself to find the success in every failure, because really once you do that, you're unstoppable. Yep. All right. So if you need help with any of this stuff and, you know, not sure what to look at in these failures, feel free to check out the Million Dollar Academy. We can help you out with this. And like I said earlier on, you know, the one-on-one coaching is really That's really where it's at, especially if you've never done this before and you're Mm -hmm. just starting out and you're like, I don't even know where to start. (laughs) So, but the reason we, like we said, the reason we have the coaching built in is because we get it. People just, you know, if you've Mm -hmm. never done this before, it might be something new. You might be a little afraid of it, but that's okay. Don't be afraid. It's all all right. (laughs) We'll we'll get you figured out. So, and then we were just talking to one of the members the other day and and he just, he said he loves these one-on-one meetings he's having once a month with me just because it's so much more beneficial than just either learning on his own or some other coaching programs are using because they don't. Well, everybody's different. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are just fine with, you know, okay, I'll watch this implement it on my own and that's great. But other people just need just a little more help because this is a lot of time, just kind of new foreign stuff that you've never done before. Well, that, and it's always nice to have an extra set of eyes from a, you know, took a, oh, take a look at it from different Oh, we've already made every mistake that you could oh, make. Yeah. And so well, you're really like, if you're, don't worry about being embarrassed. Oh, no. Oh, God, we've, we've already done all of them. So <laughs> that, that is true. Cause I always, people will apologize. Oh, this isn't, well, no, never. Right. I don't, do not it apologize. doesn't bother me. No, like, no. This is what we're here for. This is what we're going to learn and, and figure it out. So absolutely. I'd rather you, you know, be mildly embarrassed for a few seconds admitting that you did this wrong, even though we don't care. Um, That way you can fix it for the future. So, all right. Definitely check out the Academy if you're interested. Yes. Well, we just want everybody to get set up for 2022. That's Mm -hmm. really all we want. No, yep. We don't want broke landscapers because that sucks. All right. (laughs) You ready for your questions? Yep. All right. What is, (laughs) hey, this this ties right in. 
What is something you get wrong almost every time you do it? Ooh. It doesn't have to be business. It could be. Mm, trying to think. I mean, I do a lot of things wrong. <laughs> okay. I, I always have a hard time like going live. Just, I always get nervous. Like, I don't know if it's getting oh, wrong, but I just doing, get nervous. Oh, doing like the lives. Yeah. yeah. Like I'll, I can prepare for it and just going live. It just, I don't know something about it. I'm getting better. I yeah. feel maybe, maybe, maybe it's just me, but I feel like I'm getting better. It just, I just get nervous. And I've always been that way. Like if I had speech class or, you know, giving talks to people, I just get nervous. I think it's pretty common. I, I get better as I'm moving into it, but the initial thing, it's just, right. I, I always feel like I get it wrong. Well, but that's okay. But the lesson here is you do it anyway. Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> I feel like I have not looked at the camera. I'm sorry. Side note, this whole episode so if you're watching this on YouTube, I apologize. It's because it's snowing outside and it's beautiful. So I am very distracted by the snow right now. So I just, I did kind of just realize that I've been just looking outside the entire time. So I apologize for that. Anyway, back to your next question. Okay. Would you rather be the best player on a horrible team or the worst player on a great team? I think I'd be the worst player on a great team. Same. You always learn. Always learn. Heck That's Yeah. Well, you, what's that saying? You should always try to be the dumbest person in the room if you're like in a meeting of well, People. yeah, that's one of the things I I always yeah. prefer to be the dumbest person in the room. I'd rather oh. learn. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's where I learned the most stuff from, from when I've been in those accountability meetings where I'm like, man, I'm the smallest person here. Like not physical size, but just like smallest well, business owner. When you were in that landscaping accountability group, your yeah. yeah, our business was definitely on the small end. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's great to talk to those people and learn from them. Yep. All right. What's one bad habit you're trying to get rid of? Uh, one thing I guess is trying to, I want to spend more time with you guys, my family more. Cause I just work. I feel like I work all the time. Yeah. So uh, I, need to work I feel on my like scheduling. I mention all the time that you mm. probably are working too much. That's yeah. weird. Cause yeah. we tell our people not, you know, to yeah. try and not to work so much. Some people just have it in their genes. <clears throat> you. <laughs> so anyway, on that note, thanks for joining us. Yep. Check out a million dollar landscaper.com. Because we do have that free download and check out the Academy while you're there. Yep. All right, guys. Have a great day. Hey, everyone. Just want to thank you again for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we do ask you for one quick favor. Could you please head over to iTunes and leave us a review? A five-star review is even better, but it helps us get our rankings up and help us spread our message. 